Well, what's going on, Jen Rev? How y'all doing? You feel good tonight? Let me tell you something. Y'all look good. That's half the battle. That's what I've heard. You know, whenever you face battles, if you look good doing it, well, you've already halfway won. You know what I'm saying? So you look good, then you, you do good. How many of you play sports? You play sports? Wow. It's like everyone in this room. Yeah, okay. So you know what I'm talking about. If you got your swag on when you're playing sports, like you want to make sure you look good because if you look good, you intimidate the other people. Like even though your game is terrible, you look good. So that's what matters. Like, oh, they're going to be scared because I look good playing sports. So. Hey, if you have your Bible, uh, go ahead and open it up to uh, Exodus 14, Exodus 14, and Second uh, Corinthians 10. While you're turning there, I just, you know, I, I want to say, uh, you know, like, like she said, my name's Ryan. Uh, what an honor it is to be here. I believe in honor, and I want to give honor where honor is due. And uh, you guys have an incredible youth pastor. Yvette Lada is amazing woman of God. She prays for you. She does so many things behind the scenes that you guys don't see often. Uh, for some reason, a lot of people, they, uh, they think that youth ministry or ministry is done from just right here. Uh, but this is like 10% of ministry. A lot of ministry is done behind the scenes where people don't see. It, it takes a lot of hospital visits. It's a lot of phone calls late at night, picking some of y'all up from some place you shouldn't be. You already know that. So that's where a lot of ministry is done. Uh, this is not the primary uh, spot of ministry and what a lot of people in my generation mistake. Like, oh, I feel called to be an evangelist. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, I feel like being Robert Madu, like traveling the world and just preaching in all these big conferences. I'm like, oh, really? Have you ever preached the kid that's in your, in your classroom who doesn't know Jesus before? Because if you're an evangelist, then that kid would have been on your heart. So just giving y'all a little, that wasn't even included in tonight's message, just giving y'all a little nugget there, that a lot of ministry, if you feel called into ministry, it's not completely done right here. It's done behind the scenes. And so while, while you guys are turning to uh, Exodus, Exodus uh, chapter 14 and 2 Corinthians 10, I want to introduce you to my family. Can I do that? Is that cool with y'all? just want to show y'all my family. If you can put a picture of my family. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, goodness. Look at this. Oh, it's over here. Y'all, okay. So on the left is the DJ, Andrew. I know he... <laughs> Probably needs some uh, medicine. He uh, he looks sorts all sorts of crazy. Next to that guy, his name's Andrew Martinez. That's my brother, Andrew Taylor Martinez, ATM. Um, and then that's my mom. She's got her hands up in the air. She worshiping Jesus. Hello, right in the middle of the air. Uh, so she's she's crazy. This picture perfectly depicts my family. We are all crazy. Okay, all crazy. Every single one of us. Uh, so that's that's my mom. My dad. See, now you got to know about my dad. My dad is not like the, the guy who's going to, like, be super out there crazy. You know, my dad's the one. How many of you all have friends that have, like, one-liners? They're the one-liner friend. They drop that one line the entire day, and it, like, makes you laugh so hard. And you're like, dude, do you remember? Yeah, see? You're like, you see? Now your hands are going up. You're like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> that's my dad. My dad is, is that one friend that makes that one comment that sticks with you forever, and uh, you always remember that. And then there's me, and so there's nothing special about that. Except I don't have glasses anymore, guys. I got LASIK. No, I was planning to get LASIK. I got, I got contacts in. Uh, but this is my family, Andrew, Cindy. That's my mom, so we're saying that. George, my dad. Uh, Jorge, you can call him that if you're Hispanic. I'm part Hispanic. If you all don't know this, I am half white, half Hispanic. So if you get on my bad side, I can either sue you or stab you. It's one of the two things. So we have, and then we have me. And then I want to introduce you to a new family member real quick. Uh, we just got a brand new family member. Throw, throw, oh, look, oh, my goodness. Oh, she's so cute. This is Bella. 
This is Bella. She is uh, like 15,000 mixtures of dogs. I didn't know this many species exist. I, I cannot tell you what she is, but all I can tell you is she is a cutie pie. She is so cute. She is about the size of, you know, my arm. Super, super cute. I think I have one more picture of her. That was when we first got her. Look, oh, my goodness. Oh, look, she's biting her hand. How cute. How many dogs bite their hand? How many of y'all bite your hand? <laughs> Wow, okay, we're going to go ahead and pray right there, that's it. Um, no, so we have, uh, yeah, her name's Bella, uh, it's kind of like this picture, it, it reminds me of that moment whenever you're really hungry and you just start nibbling on things, or whenever you say something and you're like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that, so that's what that reminds me of. Uh, so that's my family, that's my family. And also, I brought a picture of my wife, I brought a picture of my wife too, you can go ahead and throw that, that other picture up, Is it, do you have that third picture? Is that here? Is that available? Do we have it? Do we have it? There, uh, if you don't understand this, this means that I, I don't have a wife yet, but I do have a wife somewhere out there. Somewhere out there, you know? Somewhere out there. You know that song? Over the rainbow. You don't know that? There you go. Come on. Some of y'all know that. Wow, your youth pastor is owning you guys. It's awful. Crazy, crazy stuff. So that's a joke. I'm just playing. That's that's a chair from one of my classes. Um, hey, let's uh, let's go to the word. Let's let's go to the word. You guys there? Are you ready? Are you guys alive? Like, am I speaking to students here? Like, come on. Like, let me know that you're here. I need a really enthusiastic. What's up? That's good. Let's try it one more time. Really enthusiastic. What's up? Swag. Okay, I know you guys are here with me. All right. So let's uh, let's go to. Let's go to Exodus first, Exodus 14. I'm reading from the NIV version. And if you don't have a Bible, here's the good news. You guys have these giant screens on the left and the right, uh, so you can read from there. But if you don't have a Bible, please pick you up a Bible, uh, get you an NIV uh, Bible. It would be really helpful for you. So let's start off here, Exodus 14.10. It says, as, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. This were, I'm sorry. We need to go to Exodus uh, 13, 13, 13 first, 13, 17, 13, 17. Thank you. My bad. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Now, now we can go to Exodus 14, 10. I had to give you a little backstory. Here, read this along with me. As Pharaoh approached... Let's try it again. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. Next verse. Next verse. Exodus 10. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Next verse. Didn't we say to you in Egypt, like, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Next verse. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. That's a Baba joke. The Egyptians, you, you see, that would have been a good point to laugh, but it's good. So, appreciate the pretty laugh. Uh, the, the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Next verse. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Keep going. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? 
bro, why are you crying? Tell the, tell the Israelites to move on. Now jump over to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says, We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the field God has assigned to us. A field that reaches even to you. If, you, uh, if you're taking notes tonight, which if you're not, I suggest you do. What is, is this anointing oil? Oh, okay, I thought it was like apple juice. I was like, I'll drink it. Uh, <laughs> the anointing is fine. Okay, so, um, hey, if you're taking notes, uh, I want you to write this down. Stick to your assignment. Stick to your assignment. Turn to someone next to you and say, hey, stick to your assignment. Let's get involved. Stick to your assignment. Now turn to the person you just neglected and, and now they're questioning your friendship. Say, hey, stick to your assignment as well. If you guys could, let's, uh, let's, let's pray real quick before we, we continue tonight. If you could bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Father, thank you so much for being a with us God and a for us God. Lord, thank you for sending your son Jesus. What a gift. The greatest gift that you've given to humanity. Father, I pray that... Uh, through your giving of Jesus, that we respond in worship, that we respond in being generous, that we respond in love. Lord, I pray that you open up our ears and our eyes and everything else so that we can hear you tonight, so that we can receive from you tonight, Father. Uh, Lord, I pray uh, that your spirit descends in here and begins to move right now. You touch every single person that's sitting in a seat. Touch their heart. Uh, Move them. Speak to them, God. Uh, Let them leave uh, knowing what their assignment is from you and lord we love you and we worship you and everyone said enthusiastically amen amen hey um does anyone easily get distracted anyone easily get distracted like i I just want to make sure it's not just me who's the only one getting easily distracted here i want to make sure like okay so a lot of us get easily distracted um i uh I personally get super easily distracted because, well, I have this thing which most people have in this generation. It's called um, ADD, and uh, it, it's it is an issue. It is a serious issue. It's bad. Um, you know, like I'll be working at work because that's what you do at work, right? <laughs> or, you, or you sit on Facebook sometimes to check your Instagram, see if you've got any more followers, how many people liked your photo, and then you see the one creeper who liked your photo. You're like, oh, I'm just playing. Um, but uh. I have ADD. It's like it's so hard just to focus on one thing and one task sometimes. And here's why. Because I, I'm, I just, when I see something else going on, I just want to be a part of it. You know? Like in our office, for instance. In our office, we made the best purchase ever. We bought like a basketball goal. That goes in our office. It's amazing. We hung it up on like a cubicle. On a, I call them cubies. Hung it up on a cubicle. And for lunch... And also, uh, whenever the clock strikes 5 o'clock, <laughs> we play a game of pig, office pig. How many of y'all like, know horse? Okay, horse. Everyone know what horse is when you play basketball? You shoot a shot. Someone else tries to shoot the shot. Then you just shot. And then, are we cool? Are we understand? Okay. Make sure everyone knows what this is. We play a quick game of office pig. Well, it's not really quick. It lasts about an hour, two hours sometimes. It's crazy. And so, <laughs> what happens is there is this, this hoop. This hoop. It's It's... Like, to my right, like, or my left, because I'm sitting this way. It's to my left, and, and, and there's a basketball, like, right next to me. I'm like, 
oh, gosh, I just, I just shoot it. And, like, and I, I get really distracted. It's bad. Um, but I really work hard at staying focused. Uh, like the other day, um, I, I right now, I'm in college. And I know some of y'all thought it may have been in high school. I'm in college. Just okay. I know I look like I'm 15, but I'm not. I'm 20. And uh, I'm in college, and we have this place called a study room, which, by the way, is <laughs> not a study room. They're like, this is the study room. I'm like, oh, yeah, is it now? This is like the socialized room. So I go in the study room to study, you know, because that's what you use it for. I go in there to study. I go into a room. I seclude myself from the world. I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I am here to study. I'm here to be academic. I want to get my, my, my uh, everything I'm studying. I want to get some ahead, you know, get them a whore, you know, just try to make sure I know everything that, I, that I'm studying. But I need solitude because if I don't have solitude, then there is no way that I can focus. So I go into a room that you can close the door. I'm like, man, this is great. Great room. It's really, really quiet. And then my friends come into the room. But they have enough respect not to go into my room. They go into another closed room, another room where the door is closed. I'm like, oh, well, good. They're good friends. They they appreciate me, they love me, they know I'm trying to work. And then a good five minutes, I start hear, hearing laughing, like, <laughs> oh, my, oh my God, there's no way you said that, oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, what I'm doing right now is really hard. What's going on in that room right now? Like, I'm just so curious. And it just, laughing keeps happening, like there's a guy, dude, laugh, like, ha, 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 that's so funny. And I can, like, I would think, like, you would think, like, these rooms, like, you would think these rooms, they're quiet. But no, these walls, you can hear them. Like, you can whisper, and, like, you can still hear someone talking. And so they're over here having a good time. I'm over here trying to be, you know, academic. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there is, this, this isn't working. So, of course, like, I get up from my seat, and I, and I go into the other room. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, you got to see this video, dude. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. And. Watch the video on YouTube, and then I end up not studying for the next four hours. And so it's uh, it's hard. Like it's it's hard to get distracted, isn't it? Like you get distracted pretty easily. A lot of us battle distraction. Like we just always get distracted. And what happens is uh, we we tend to venture out to do something uh, that we know we're supposed to do. We know we're, we we need to do. But when we see something that is a lot more fun, or we see something that is more engaging, that that's uh, more people praise about. We're like, oh, I want to go do that thing. You know, whenever you're trying to do your homework. But then uh, someone is, is in your room playing Halo or playing Call of Duty. Um, or, I don't, girls, I don't know what y'all do. Like, or someone's painting nails, cutting hair, stuff like that, taking selfies. What? And you're like, oh, my God, I want to talk about And so you, you end up, but here, get the gist. You end up stop doing what you were supposed to do to go do something else, and you completely miss out on what you had to do. How many people here, you've done this before. You know, you're doing homework. You're doing homework, and then all of a sudden you got someone upstairs laughing, or you got your friends come over, or someone cuts the TV on, and then you can hear in the other room, like, oh, my gosh, what are they watching right now? Is it The Bachelor? And it was like, you know, you, you can hear this stuff. and like, okay, I'm going to put my homework down for just five minutes, or you get on Facebook. I'm just, I'm checking Facebook. That's it. I'm going to check Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and YouTube. That's it. Just for like five minutes. And then it ends up being like five hours later. You're like, 
you know what, this homework, I just, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it tomorrow. It's fine. I'll just, you know what, I'm going to wake up early in the morning before I go to school, and I'm going to do my homework. We all know that's a lie. That is such a lie. <laughs> like, oh, I'll do it in the morning. Listen, no big deal. And you set your alarm for like 5, 5 a.m., and you wake up at 5 a.m., it's like, eh, eh, eh. oh, gosh, snooze, 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 snooze. And then it ends up being like 7.45, like, oh, my gosh, i got to get ready. And so that, that – <laughs> I know that a lot of us battle this. A lot of us get distracted. A lot of us really battle this thing, and we get super, super distracted. Now, why do we even talk about Moses? Like, what? You, Brian, I think you're getting distracted. No, I'm not actually. This part of the sermon. If you go back and we look at the story of Moses, how many of y'all know who Moses is? Like, most of us know who Moses is, okay? If we take a look at the story of Moses, I want to take a look at the beginning part and let's go through this story just a tad and explain to you why I'm saying stick to your assignment. Stick to your assignment. In chapter 13, verse 17, if you want to put that back up there, if you, yeah, that's cool. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not let them on the road. Uh, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. Now, whenever I'm reading this, I, I, I like to, first of all, uh, for those of you that don't know me, I like to, like, jump in the Bible and pretend I'm, like, in the Bible. I don't know if that's just me. probably is. But I just like to really experience it. Get in the minds of these people. Get in the minds of, of this culture of, like, like, what was happening and how I would have reacted. Like, for instance, this is off, off topic, but if you look in, in, in John, you know, it talks about where Jesus is like, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And, like, those people had to be like, ew, what are you, we're not vampires. That's disgusting. It's weird. Edward Cullen, like, I'm not that. That's so weird. So that's why I'm, I like doing that. I like jumping in the Bible. I like bringing it to life. So if we, we, we look at uh, 13, 17, it says, When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road. Now, what happens is uh, Moses uh, was called by God to lead the Israelites, lead God's people out of Egypt, out of slavery. And so Moses uh, ends up approaching the uh, Pharaoh, saying, Hey, I need you to let my people go. Just let my people go. Let my people go. And he keeps going. And finally, 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 Pharaoh lets the Israelites go. Now, I want you to picture this with me. This is not an easy thing to do. Pharaoh is one of the most powerful people in the world. And Moses is going up to this this man. He's saying, Pharaoh, I need you to let go of your slaves. I need you to let go of your employees. I need you to let go of all these people that do all the work. Let let all these, these are my people. They're not yours. I know you may own them, but you really don't own them. Like, I, I need you to give them to us. God has called them out. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. And eventually Pharaoh's like, sure, you, you, you can take them. This was not an easy task. This was not easy at all. Pharaoh had to let, let the people who built everything, he had to let them go. He just had to let them go, which is extremely difficult to do, super, super hard to do. And so uh, letting these people go was not easy. But I want you to notice what happens. What happens is super, super crazy. God led them on a road through the, uh, led them on the road through the Philistine country. Uh, didn't lead them on the road through, through this country, which it would have been short. If God would have led them through the Philistine country, it would have been much, 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 much shorter. But God led them down a different path, and he led them to the Red Sea. How many of y'all know about this, where the Red Sea is just parts, like like crazy parts, you know? And so they get to the Red Sea. After, after everyone's been let go, they get to this Red Sea. And you've got to think, Moses, can you imagine being Moses, y'all? Like, just put yourself in Moses' shoes. 
Could you imagine being Moses? Moses has to convince his people, has to convince the Israelites, hey, players, listen, uh, God said, I, this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> I know. Um, wow, where do I start? Um, okay. All right, so God said, um, wow. He said, he said we're going to be free. What? What do you mean we're going to be free? All we know is slavery. Yeah, um, I know. I, it's crazy. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, God said, like, we're going to be free and we're going to go. And, like, I, Moses, I'm not. No, just, just trust me. This conversation had to take place at some point. Moses had to convince the Israelites. They had to be convinced that they were going to be free, that they were going to walk in freedom. So they eventually followed him. Like, all right, fine. So God led them to the Red Sea, which is, a, which is like the worst place you could have led someone, like when you're trying to escape, okay? That's like me if we're running from the cops, okay? I've done that one time. So it's like if it wasn't, it was a remedial thing. It wasn't like that big of a deal. I jumped the fence somewhere. It's, I know you're wondering what it was. Just talk to me after service. It was really fun. It was for church, okay? Oh, that spark. Oh, I know. That really sparks interest. I was a sixth grader. But, Mo, but Moses, Moses leads him to the Red Sea. And, and if I were to lead you like away from, you know, if, if I'm grabbing you and I'm trying to lead you to a place of freedom and of safety, I'm not going to take you to a dead end. I'm going, to take you, I'm going to take you the quickest route to be free. I'm going to take you the quickest route to escape danger. But how funny is it that God leads the people around the desert towards the Red Sea? So now the, the Israelites, they're at the Red Sea. They are right at the Red Sea. They're, they're on Beach Red Sea, right where Nemo was captured. And they – that's he wasn't really captured there. I made it up. But uh, But they're right there at the Red Sea. They're right there on the edge of freedom. And then in the background, Pharaoh's coming. He's coming right after them. He's hot on their trail. Hot on their trail. Students, I I believe with all my heart that a lot of you are on the edge of freedom. You're standing on the edge of freedom. And you've come to a place where you think there's no way that you're going to be free. Because you're standing in front of a Red Sea. And you're thinking, there, I, can't, I can't get out. I've got, I've got this addiction coming my way. I've got the enemy hot on my trail. And, and, and I, there's a Red Sea in front of me. Like I can't. And I love the fact that God left them there. Because what that pictures, what that tells us, is that the only way they could experience freedom was if they trusted God. The only way if they could have walked in freedom is if they trusted God. Only way. Only way. And so as they're on the, the edge of, of, of freedom, they're standing right there on the edge of freedom. The Israelites are freaking out. They start, they start freaking out, you know. I mean, you got, you got to only imagine. You just had some old dude just tell you you're going to leave a place of somewhat, you know, comfortability. And go to a place of, that's unknown. And then he said, well, you're going to be free. You're not going to battle any of these things anymore. Oh, okay, cool. We'll never see the, the, the Pharaoh, the Egyptians again. Oh, praise the Lord. And so then they get to the Red Sea. And now they're at the Red Sea. What is that? Come on now. The spirit moving. 
Is this my clothes? Like, you got clothes? Okay. If someone came out and played keys and did this, that would be so much better. Um, because there's going to be words. Um, but right there on, on, on the edge of freedom, what happens to the Israelites? They get scared. Because they see the enemy behind them. Can you, I want you to go to the verse where, where he even talks about this. This is what this is what happens. The Egyptians they they, they said to Moses, they're like, Hey, Moses, who put you in charge? Okay. <laughs> it's it's over. We're done. Okay? We just came from freedom. I mean, we just came from slavery, and you promised freedom, but yet all we see is slavery again. We see death. That's it. We're going to end up going right back. You know what, Moses? You know what? How about we just go back? It would have been better for us to, to go back to, to Egypt. It, they, had, they had a lot of places to die there. It would have been much better to go back there instead of stand on the edge of freedom and, and then know that we're going to get attacked and die. It would have been better for us to go back to a place where we're comfortable, where a place that we, that's familiar. It would have been better for us to do that than to step out in faith in a place of unfamiliarity and really trust in God, this person that you say, I am God. It's, it, I don't understand why would you do this to us, Moses? And they freak out at him. They're, they're like, Moses, you're an idiot. You're dumb. Dude, you've got a beard. Like, oh my gosh. And so, like, they're totally freaking out. And, and, and Moses is like, oh, oh, my, oh, gosh. People, oh, my goodness. Can you just, like, oh, first of all, dude, with lady with the baby crying, shut the baby up. Guy in the back, listen, this is, pull your pants up. Not the time to poop, dude, okay? I know you're scared. Hold yourself together. These people are thinking, Moses, like, I got kids that can't swim. Like, I got a baby. You know, I, I'm, I can't even walk. Like, how am I supposed, how, what, what's happening right now? Moses said, hey, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> what Moses says is so funny. He says, do not be afraid. Which I think is a word for some of you tonight. You, you just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of, of telling an authority that you have been abused for the past few months, couple years, by your family member. Don't be afraid to confess something that happened to you that you feel guilty about. Don't be afraid sharing the gospel with people in your life. I think I may have been a word for someone in here. But he says, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you ain't never going to see them again. And right there, Moses Moses just said, you know, I just, I just made that comment. That's like one of those comments where you say like, hey, hey, stand firm. And you will see the deliverance of the Lord. Hallelujah. Will you? And the Lord will bring you today. The, the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Drop the mic. That's what he said. And, uh, that's probably what happened. He dropped his staff. Like, I don't know. But that's like one of those comments that you make and you just feel good. One of those ones where you make that stanky face. Like, mm, ooh, that was good. Shoot. And you walk away, back away from it. But what God says back to him is so amazing go to the next verse go to the next verse go to the next verse then he says the lord will fight for you you need only to be still 
Now, amen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, you need to be still. Spiritually still. Trust in the Lord. But here, here's what happens. The Lord says to Moses, he's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Remember, I called you to lead people out of uh, slavery. He's like, hey, why are you crying, boo-boo? Like, what are you crying for? Tell the Israelites to turn up and move on. Notice, he, he didn't say, oh, you're right, just stay here. Just stay here. It's okay. Just stay here. Just I, I'm going to take care of it. Just stay. No, he said, listen, tell the Israelites to move on. Students, when you are on the edge of freedom and you, and you don't think that there is any way out of it, all you need to do is to move on, step out in faith, and God will provide for you. It's not just merely just saying a prayer, but it's actually doing something. Information. Information. Plus application equals transformation. You guys can get there. Information, the reading of the word, application of the word, James 1.22, and you will do that, apply it in your life, will equal transformation. You will begin to see greater things come in your life. You'll begin to see greater things in your family. You'll begin to see so many different things that you've never seen before. If all you begin to do is move on. Somebody turn to someone and say, move on. Just move on. Move on. You got to stick to your assignment. Listen, students. You got to stick to your assignment. You know what Moses could have done? You know what Moses could have done? Moses could have just he could have just he could have just camped out on on this on this beach. He could have just chilled right here. He could have waited. And the pharaohs would have come. Pharaoh and, and all the Egyptians would have come. And he could have listened to his peers. He could have listened to the people that he was leading. They would have ended up dying. But he said, I, I, I heard from the Lord. I heard from the, I, I got a word from the Lord. And so he listened to the voice of God, and him listening to the voice of God led them into victory. And Someone needs to say amen right there, because that's a good point to say amen. I'm just saying, listen, Moses, he didn't just stay on the edge of freedom. He began to walk out in freedom. Moses, if he did not stick to his assignment, they would have seen destruction. If Moses did not begin to move, if he did not listen to the Lord, do you know what would have happened if you didn't stick to that sign right there? History would have been completely different. But Moses stepped out in faith. God told him to raise his staff, split the sea. No one ever sees that before. Like, how many of y'all have seen someone's pool just split in half? And you can walk, like, on the concrete. Like, dang! Dang, you got a leaf up in here, bro. You got to clean your pool. It's nasty. Look at all this algae wall right here. Never seen that before. God does the miraculous in the mess. And so then they walk they walk to freedom. They walk to freedom. They're walking through this this uh this sea that walls of water are straight up in the air. How bizarre. How crazy. You don't normally see how much time do I have? 
Okay, cool. I'm, no, I'm known for going a long time, so. <laughs> but what if Moses quit, guys? Honestly. What if Moses quit? We talked about this. What if you quit? What about in your life? What if you just quit? I think some of you, you may be contemplating quitting. I'm just, you know what, Ryan, you're right. I'm done. I don't want to be here right now. In fact, I'm going to sleep. You know what, Ryan, you're done. School's almost out. I'm quitting. Yeah, my relationship with my dad, it's, it, it's really, it's been marred. So I'm going to quit on God. You can't quit. You cannot quit. You can't quit. Listen, God is God has given everyone an assignment. He's given He's given everyone an assignment. In Jeremiah twenty nine Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, you throw this up here. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, most of people know this verse, and you could probably quote it in your sleep. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. For some reason most of us read this verse like this. For I know the plans I have for your friends. Thanks, God. For I know the plans I have for your parents. For I know the plans I have for your pastor. For I know I have for for I know the plans I have for everyone else in your life except for you. That's how, for some reason, some of us read that verse. We think God has has no plan for us. That He has no plan to prosper us. He has no plan uh, to give us hope in the future. He just has plans for everyone else. Because when we look at everyone else's life, we see it seems to be going well, and and what they're doing, and they're walking their assignment. And we're like, oh wow, thanks God. I see. It looks like I got the short end of the stick here. You completely messed me up. We begin to compare. We begin to look at what everyone else is doing. We begin to look at what everyone else is doing for God. And we think, oh, yeah, cool, God. Hey, thanks for calling me. Like, why don't you call me to do that? Why don't you ask me to do that? I could have done it better. Why don't you ask me to do that? Because I feel like I feel like, like it would have been cool to do that because like everyone would have like acknowledged me. Everyone would have given me praise. But here's the thing. God's given you your own assignment. In Ephesians 4.1, in Ephesians 4.1, in part B-ish, it says, I, this, is, this is Paul, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. God is saying, I want you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Not living the calling that your, uh, your peers have received. Not living the calling that uh, uh, Pastor Yvette has received. Not living the calling that I have received. Living the calling that you have received. That's what God is, he's, he's called you to do. Live the calling you have received. Stick to your assignment. Stick to your assignment. If you try to subscribe to somebody else's assignment, you're going to fail. If you try to do what someone else is called to do, you're going to fail. You may have a little bit of success here and there, but ultimately you're going to end up failing because you were not created to do that. God has created you for a very specific purpose. He's given you an assignment. Now, some of you may think, you know what, Ryan, I don't even really know God. So I won't even know what my assignment really is. Well, we know. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. In other way, uh, in other terms, love Jesus and love people. Love God and love people. There's your assignment. 
What would your guys? What would what would what would like Jin Rev look like if you loved God and you loved people? What would that look like? What would it look like if you loved your parents? How Jesus loved you? I bet your life looks significantly different. Significantly different. Stick to your assignment. And I'm closing here. Uh, is there, is, is come, anyone come up here and tickle some ivories? or That would be perfect. Play, uh, play Spirit Breakout on your guitar. Play Spirit Breakout on your guitar. Students, looking back at Moses, if you want to walk in freedom, you have to put your faith in the Father. You've got to put your faith in Jesus. Maybe some of you, let's be honest, some of you have really been battling some major sin right now. And you know it. You know it. You you know it. And you're just comfortable with it. You may be like the Israelites who were saying, we'd rather go back to a place of comfortability instead of step out in faith and be free. Some of you are comfortable with your sin and you're not willing to confront it. Sin is not meant to, to be comfortable. You've got to confess it. You've got to confront it and confess it. So if you want to walk in freedom, put your faith in Jesus. Confess. This is Jesus. Lord, this is what I've done. I messed up. I've fallen short of the glory of God. There is freedom available. There is freedom available. Before I close, close. Your alignment your alignment will affect your assignment. Your alignment will affect your assignment. Who you align yourself with in life will affect what you end up doing and who you end up being in life. Deuteronomy 28.13 I love this says, the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord, your, the Lord your God, that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. In the Bible also, since we're talking about Moses, uh, Moses, I know some of y'all know this, but Moses, he, uh, he would meet with God, like physically. Like if I came down here and I was like, what's up? What up, bro? Yeah, he would meet with God. Now, I don't know if he did that with God, but he, he, like, he was physically here. He was meeting with God on Mount Sinai. One time, and still going to catch me? Okay, cool. One time, Moses went up Mount Sinai. He went up there. He talked with the Lord. And he said, oh, holy, holy. Oh, you holy. You're like, you know, he's just talking with God. God's like, hey, cool beard. You know, it's great, man. And uh, he couldn't look God in the face, though. You know that. If he would look God in the face, he would have died. God's glory would have killed him. And Moses would meet with God. And then when he came back down, the Bible says, 
that he was, he, his face was radiant. He was unaware that his face was radiant. It was glowing. It wasn't because of any sort of product that he put on his face. But it was because he was in the presence of God. And when he got back down, people began to notice, like, dude, what's up with your face? <laughs> so I've been with God. I've been with God. And so what Moses began to do, I'm sorry I didn't ask you for this. this like, can you hand me a tissue? I'm so sorry. I felt like I need to share this. Thank you. What Moses began to do, I love this. So he would put, take a veil, cover his face. Because it was so bright. He want people to see it. He loved the Lord. Cover his face. He'd go back up to God. He would take that veil, hold it up. He would talk with the Lord, converse with him. When he came back down, the veil goes down. Now, how beautiful is it that in Jesus, through Jesus, we're, we're the body, we are the church, we're the bride. When you think of a wedding... And that woman walks down this aisle. So they normally wear the veil, but when they meet their fiancé, soon-to-be husband, the veil comes up. So, here's what I'm saying. Moses, loved, he loved God. He would spend time with him, get to know him. But he, when he come down, he had this veil on his face. And if he had it up, people would know like, kind of what's going on. Students, I think a lot of you go through life like this. Praise God, I love Jesus so much. Oh, I love Jesus. Oh, my goodness. So good, so good. And then you go off alone by yourself. And you're over here, you know, singing. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was in days and days ago. Come back down. Oh, yeah, God's good, man. God's good. God's good. Praise the Lord. Talk with your friends. And you have this veil up where you are not letting them see the glory of God. You're not letting them see what God has done in your life. You are just so afraid. Students, it's time to take that veil down. That veil has been torn. And when you spend time with God, come back and share with people. Here's the revelation. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is risen. You no longer have to walk in bondage of sin. You can walk free in your life. That is what needs to happen. That veil, it needs to be it needs to be taken off your face. Who you align yourself with, you be, your assignment changes. Whoever you align yourself with, you begin to reflect and look like them. Moses began to align himself with God. He began to reflect and respond to the nature of God, which is love. Your alignment will affect your assignment. Whoever you align yourself with, you'll begin to look like them and do a little bit what they're doing. I, now I'm really close. I'm really, really close. I know some are like, thank God. Oh, jeez. If everyone can stand all over the building, and if there's any way to take these lights down more, really, really, really low lighting. This is what I want to do. Sorry, responding. Look at this. Some of you guys, 
in here. You really? Is this permanent? How heavy is this? Okay. If we can. Thanks, Chris. Is that your name right? That's what I want to do. Some of you are still in bondage. You are still battling sin. You're still there. You're right on the edge of freedom. You're, you can see it. You can see it. You can see it. But then you turn around and you see the enemy. He's right on. He's hot in your trails. And you're like, ooh, ooh. I, I just feel like it's going to be easier for me to go back to a place that I know. A, a, a place where I stay up late at night and look at things I shouldn't look at. I, I think it's easier for me to be in that relationship with that boy. And, and, and I know that's not good to be with him. And, but, but it's so much easier because that's all I know. That's all I know. I, it's just so much easier for me to just turn to, turn to these, these substances that, that will bring me a, a brief high. And, and, but I know it's really destroying me on the inside. I just can't seem to break it maybe that's you tonight what I want to do is I want I want to sing a song real quick before we pray I want us to sing together and I want to hear you sing you know the Bible talks about uh, that the Lord uh, he inhabits the praise of his people do you understand what that means when you, you lift up a praise to God he is there in the praise his presence begins to move in your praise and that's what we need in this generation we need more students who are willing to praise God in the pain who are willing to praise God in their prisons and say God I know what I'm looking at right now the situation the circumstance seems to be bigger than me but I know that I serve a God who is so much bigger than this giant I know I serve a God who is so much bigger than what I'm battling and what you need to begin to do is start praising God in your prison so here's what we're going to do I want us to sing this song together I want you to lift your hands I don't know if you feel comfortable with that lift your hands lift your hands is a sign of surrenderance look at hands going up right there if you want to come down to the altar to worship we're going to sing this together and I need you guys to sing with me. I believe God is going to do something tonight. You're going to walk away changed. And you're never going to forget tonight because you're going to have a face-to-face encounter with God. Where you lift that veil up and you speak with the Lord. And when you come back down, you leave that veil. And you let everyone see who you've been spending time with. Let's sing this song together. Let's sing it together. You guys ready? Now. Uh, come up. Sing it. Come on. Sing it. Throw the words up. Come on. Jesus, King Jesus, King Jesus. Come on. 
those of you that are while they're praying, maybe some of you are saying, you know what, Ryan? I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. Because I want to experience the freedom. That's you. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes real quick. If that's you saying, I need Jesus. I want you to raise your hand. Lift up your hand. That's just saying, you know what, Ryan? I need Jesus. I don't have it, but I need him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Put your hand down. I want to pray for you. Father, thank you so much, God, for everyone who lifted their hands. Lord, this is representation of you saying, Lord, uh, we need you, Father. I pray that you would see those hands that are lifted in faith. And that your Holy Spirit begin to sin on them, Father. Lord, save their souls. Lord, you can see. You, you see them. God, I pray that you send Jesus, Father. Lord, that Jesus uh, pay for this sin, God. That they receive from right now, Father. Lord, the students right now that are at this altar, the students that are in uh, in, the, in the chairs and in the audience, Father, I pray that you would begin to speak to them right now, Father. Lord, break the chains of sin. Break the chains of depression. Break the chains of comparison. Break the chains, Father. In the name of Jesus, we declare freedom. We declare victory. Satan has been defeated, so we no longer will act like we are victims, but we will act as we are victors. We're going to step and stomp on Satan's face and on his back, Father, for we are risen in Christ. He has saved our souls. He sets us free from what we have been dealing with. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, spirit be in the room right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Keep singing.
Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You are earth and God represents heaven. And when we ask heaven to come down, we're asking for the God of the universe to come and connect with us, to tear down the walls in our lives that would keep us from going forward, that would keep us from moving on, that would keep us from going through the Red Sea. We are asking the heaven, the heavens to be open for the Lord of heaven to come down and touch our very souls so that we can go forward to fulfill the call and destiny on each one of our lives. And tonight when we say tear down our walls, we're saying tear down the wall of fear, tear down the wall of addiction, tear down the wall of lust, tear down the wall of um, comparison, tear down the wall of feeling like you're never going to amount to anything. You all have an assignment. You all have a field that God wants you to tend to. You all have a specific place that God has called you to on this earth. And when you connect with the heavens, the God of heaven, he gives you that gift to be able to fulfill your calling.
We need to make a declaration to the Lord together as a youth group and individually with the assigned field that you have. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. Um, not really sure what I'm going to say yet. Just go with it. Is that okay? All right. Say, dear Jesus, this is me with all my stuff. You know my coming and going you know when I sleep and you know when I rise up from my bed and you know what I do in between today God I want to align myself with you I want to be focused on the field that you have given me Help me not to be distracted by the things of this world that would cause me to fall short from fulfilling my destiny. God, I give you my heart. And I ask you to please lead and guide me. Just like you did to Moses and the Israelites. You led them through the Red Sea. And those Egyptians and the things that have bound us in the past, we don't ever have to see them again. In Jesus' name. I want more. 
Father, we thank you for what you still do now. Lord, I pray that we don't ever forget this night. Lord, I pray that you will begin to help us realign ourselves with with you. Realign ourselves with God. And Lord, you will give us the ability, the strength, and the courage to stick to our assignment that you've given us. Father, we seal this moment. And we say thank you. We worship you. And we love you. We want more and more of your presence. Because there's no place that we would rather be than in your love. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Clap your hands for the Lord.
Oh, 